Hi everyone, I'm Mike Smallen, Director of Alumni Relations at NJIT. Thanks very much for joining us for our special Class of 2020 seminar, It's Who You Know, Leveraging Your Network for Personal and Professional Success. It's my pleasure to welcome our Young Alumni Association volunteers, Andrea Cano, Class of 2017, Geotechnical Staff Engineer at UN Associates, Liz DiCarlo, Class of 2014 and 2018, Civil Associate at Michael Baker International, Alana Dudley, Class of 2017, Honors College, Pricing Specialist at PGIM Fixed Income. We also have Jacob Fatikov, Class of 1920. Class of 2020, Honors College, Product Marketing Engineer at Texas Instruments. Vatsal Shah, Class of 2008, Honors College, Class of 2009, and PhD in 2015, who's Vice President at Mont McDonald. And Trevor Summerfield, Class of 2016, Honors College, <clears throat> who is a Software Engineer at Google. I am very happy to welcome you all here today. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mike. Hello. Okay. Hello. So the first thing that I'd like to ask, and Vatsal, I'm going to start out with you for very specific reasons. How do you define network? Uh, I know we've talked about this, and of course, the very first starting point for most students and most alums who just graduated is, what is a network? How do I use my network? But you have to know what that means, right? Um, so why don't we get started with you, because I think you are a champion networker. Okay, and Vossel, I'm just noticing a quick problem with uh, your mic, so there may be an issue there. Um, if we can't hear you, what I am going to do real quick while we're waiting for that, Trevor, why don't you pitch in as well? Trevor is currently also chair of our Young Alumni Association. So Trevor, how do you define network? Thanks, Mike. Um, it's, a, it's kind of ambiguous for me. I think the most basic definition that you that you that you go by and i think the one that is most broad and is generally most useful is it it is quite literally just the people that you know um both professionally and otherwise um i think for me the the slightly modified definition that i tend to go by is the people who who you respect or the people who you respect you in some kind of professional capacity um, and that you that you share common goals or interests with. So that's kind of a, uh, I think it's a good definition. It's definitely, I think, gives it a sense of how broad that can be. Um, so Alana, I know this is something that's, that's kind of directly connected with you recently. Uh, you've had lots of, of career connections uh, in your, your own relatively recent career. Um, how do you define network? I would definitely stress, uh, especially the second half of what Trevor said, um, in that, you know, the network of the people around you are definitely who you know. Um, however, the whole part about sharing a common goal, you know, whether it be professional, whether it be career oriented, or whether it be, you know, just life goals, that's, you know, definitely a stressor for me. And, you know, that's something that, you know, me and everyone within my network, we share something in common. Okay, so it's that sense of you've got some sort of shared values, shared goals, career-wise, personally, professionally. Um, Vatsa, let's see if you're back up there with some audio. Yep. Can you hear me? We can hear you perfectly. Excellent. Oh, fantastic. Good. So, uh, Vatsa, yeah. yeah, share with us a little bit of, of how you define network. 
Sure. So I think networking is uh, it's a little bit different than what people think. A lot of people get the stigma of networking. It could be something to, to really get across. Uh, networking to me is just making friends. You know, I call my, my professional network, my personal network, just the friends I have around me. Um, the network that you keep around you helps move you forward. Like Elena mentioned, um, it just really helps, you know, you move forward in your goals at that point. So for people who are thinking about networking and you're kind of daunted by having to go out there and network and meet people, I always like to say that networking is just meeting friends. So you're making new friends when you go out there. So, you know, it strikes me a lot when we talk about networking from, a, especially from a young alumni perspective, uh, it's not just about jobs, right? And Vatsal, I think you just touched on this. Alana, you talked about it. Trevor, you talked about it. There, there's a personal connection here too, right? I mean, friendships develop out of it. Sometimes your friendships can help build your network. Uh, have you guys had an experience with that? I mean, do you find that that kind of blends together? And this is an open question for all of us. Um, I'll go. Um, I, I actually, I, I don't only, I network in a lot of different places. Um, uh, for instance, I'm the incoming president for the um, American Society of Civil Engineers for the North Jersey branch, younger member group. So I've met a lot of people within my civil engineering community, um, which is important. And I also belong to the Women Transportation Seminar. Um, so I think it's important to also network with um, the type of people that you're gonna be around. And um, with the Women Transportation Seminar, especially um, being a minority in my field, I think it's important to network with others who have that same kind of experience. Is that basically the same sort of experience everybody else has had? It's that blend over? Yeah, sort of. Um, and and that, that's the same thing, networking within civil engineering or, or whatever your um, career path is. I think it's important to network with all different types of people, um, but especially with people within your um, career path. So, and, and Jacob, this is a question to start with you. You just graduated. Um, there's a, a lot of things that are ahead of you. Do you have a sense of some of the concrete steps that you want to follow starting right away uh, to leverage a network? Or do you feel like you, you're going to get started building a network right now? Uh, I feel like I've been building my network as far as I've been alive, really. I think the most important aspect of what a network is is that when you move from place to place, especially in your career, through school, you're always moving up. But a network is not about forgetting the places that you've already been. Uh, I've done a lot of events at NGIT that wouldn't have been possible if I didn't meet people at my previous internships and my previous jobs and such. So I feel like I am in the process of building my network. I've already started and I'm going to continue. Right now, I, I have not stepped foot into my office. I've been working for about a month now and it's all remote. So my first step is to have one-on-ones with everybody that I may interact with in the future, just because I want to build my relationship the second that I'm starting. And if there were a scenario where these people wouldn't be around, I don't expect myself in the office until next year because of just the way that my job is working. So if these people aren't around in a year. I want to take advantage of the fact that I'm working with them now, even if it's online and record that for the future. And it's really important. You know, I, I think you raised, we're going to come back to that in a minute because I, I want to get a sense from the group specifically what you did your first year and what you might recommend to the class of 2020 to do. 
in this first year, but something you said is so unique to this class. Who knows when you're going to be back in the office, right? So can I just see a quick show of hands? How many of you folks are working from home right now? <laughs> so pretty much everybody, right? Yep. Um, Andrea, let me ask you real quick. What has it been like working from home for you? I mean, do you enjoy it? Is it a challenge? Is it something you can't wait to get back to the office or you can't wait to just stay home for a little while longer? Um. <laughs> and Andrea, I noticed that uh, we have a little bit of a mic issue. So just kind of check on your mic there. Um, and while I'm doing that, um, let me uh, actually, let's do a test now. Andrea, can we hear you now? Yeah, I think it should be fixed now, right? Fantastic. Okay. All right. So so back to you. All right. So for me, it's been like 50 and 50%. Like 50% of the time I'm still like out in the field because uh, my major and the career focus that I'm doing right now has to do a lot with being like outside and in doing inspections and things like that. So I've been a little bit out in the field and I would say I really missed it for the time that I've been home, just because I start feeling like, you know, I'm like the kind of person that likes to be outside and just the fact of just seeing like different people, I think it, it makes a difference. But it's also been like li a little bit more comfortable too, because you get to, I feel like I can squeeze more out of my day, just like keeping up with like things with the house and things like that. So it's been like different and it's been a challenge. So that's something that uh, we are going to address in a couple minutes, basically the difference for the class of 2020. Uh, but focusing on this class, um, let me get back to a question a minute or two ago. You folks have all graduated relatively recently. You are young alumni leaders. What do you wish you had known or had done in your first year after graduation that would have helped you in the path that you, you've chosen? And this is an open question. Well, I would say I can go ahead and answer because I think there's something I wish I would have done and it's be a little bit less comfortable. Like, you know, like uh, it's different when you have friends or when you have someone like classmates, they're like almost at your same level. Like you guys are going through the same struggles, but it's also useful to see people are more advanced in their careers and see their perspective. I just wish I wouldn't have done like, you know, go to more different kind of events or like, just be exposed to a different like professional environment because it takes a while for you to get comfortable and speak and then um, behave in a, cer a certain professional manner. So I just wish I, I wouldn't have done that. But you guys have a lot of opportunities. I know NJIT offers like a lot of resources. Even after graduation, I know you guys do like uh, a bunch of different professional events. So you guys should definitely take advantage of that. I have a shameless plug for the uh, Alumni Association too. I, I wish I actually volunteered with the Alumni Association earlier. You forget that uh, even in this room alone, Andrea is a geotechnical engineer. She graduated class 17. I'm also a geotechnical engineer class 2008. So we're 10 years senior from each other. But I have someone here that I maybe not wouldn't have met until just now that has the same skill set, same background, and a different challenge than I did. The second year I, I actually went from uh, class of eight, went to a master's in 09. I started volunteering with the Alumni Association of, in 2010, so two years after I graduated. And I didn't realize, but our, the CEO of our company, which is Mott McDonald, formerly Hatch Mott McDonald, he was an NGIT grad also. And I happened to catch him at an NGIT Alumni Association dinner when I was volunteering and it opened up a whole new uh, discussion with him. It first got me a great opportunity to talk to our CEO, which I wouldn't happen to do normally. 
second I realized that I had that connection in my my uh, my circle, and it wasn't even networking at that point. It felt very comfortable to be you know volunteering with people I went to school with, people who had the same alma mater as I did, and also just get to know somebody different. So I wish I used my alumni association network a lot better years ago. It's music to my ears. <laughs> there you go, Mike. <laughs> I have to agree with That's that. That's true. <laughs> Same here. I have to agree with that. So, so it sounds like challenge yourself, uh, make yourself a little uncomfortable in terms of who you're meeting and how you're meeting them, and leverage your alumni network, or at least the alumni association as an opportunity to meet some outside of the box people. Um, I think those are two great and very concrete steps. Andrea, I'm kind of curious though. So it's, it's tough to challenge yourself, right? I mean, if you're coming at it from a perspective of uh, I'm, I'm doing what I've done, I'm doing what I've been told to do and, and what I've learned in class and everything, how do you find the opportunities to, to make yourself uncomfortable or make yourself uh, more visible and welcoming to people that you don't know. I mean, what's your first start there? Well, I think the first uh, step is to take advantage of the resources that we're given. Like I know sometimes we like, for on our side from the Young Alumni Association, sometimes we do a series of events and sometimes you guys get the email saying like, okay, we're gonna be hosting this. Just taking that first step to, okay, let me see what this is about. Let me see if I can go and meet new people that that would be like the first step because usually like let's say usually you will like hang out with your friends or i don't know do something else but just taking like that kind of different step that no one else will take that would like really set you apart okay so trevor i'm going to put you on the spot for a minute uh vassal just mentioned that alumni association engagement opportunity, right? So um, I'm going to ask Vassal to describe that again in a minute. But Trevor, right now for the class of 2020, what are some of the key ways or some of the, the key opportunities that the class of 2020 would have to, to attend an event or connect with a volunteer opportunity that's going to expose them to people like the CEO of Mott McDonald? And, and maybe how did you do it after you graduated? Yeah, it's a great question. I think um, the class of 2020 is 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 particularly interesting as uh, as evidenced by the same the same kind of world conditions that have caused all of us to be working from home currently. I think um, as much as we are all NJIT alums and to a certain extent we were in the same the same shoes as the the graduating seniors of you know two months ago, the the particular circumstances that they're graduating in are also quite different um, and sort of unprecedented in, in modern times from anything that we went through. So I think it's, 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 it's simultaneously almost more important for, for them to be engaged in uh, networking both with each other and also with their alumni network, but it's also more challenging um, because a lot of the, the, the traditional social or professional events that, that would uh, create that kind of spontaneous uh, interaction between people are, are much harder to have in in the current world. So Trevor, you work at Google <clears throat> and and Google is is one of those places that prides itself on the sort of collaboration. Uh, how do you do this at work? I mean, if uh, let's say that the alumni association weren't the thing, it was work networking and so on. Uh, what are some of the tools you use to go out and sort of grow this or to collaborate with others? Right. Yeah, um, 
I, I think Google is especially a, a very, I mean, I have a certain perspective. I think Google is a little bit unique in how in how collaborative we work um, and the culture very much uh, enforces that. And so for me, uh, it's been, it was it was hard at first. I think the, the strategy that I've started to take when I need to uh, build relationships with other teams at my company or even uh, people at our vendors, for example, is, is just being uh, less scared to, to kind of cold call and just like straight up either email someone, chat message them, interact with them and just and just like blatantly open that connection. I think, and this goes both for in-company and just general networking. I, I think you'd be surprised at the general positivity that you will be res responded to with if you just uh, try to open a bridge to someone, if you just start asking a question, even if it's someone who you think might not have time for you or might not necessarily be interested in what you're doing, or you don't know if they can help you. Um, I think people are generally good and, and wants to have that that professional network. And so just being, and, and this goes to what Andrea said too, about um, being a little uncomfortable, getting outside your comfort zone, just being willing to take that tiny risk uh, can be quite rewarding. So with that in mind, Jacob, you've got, again, a very particular perspective, right? Because you're part of this new graduating class, but you also had a little bit of a background. You were part of the AKSI group. This is a professional networking group. Um, you are sort of traveling the country right now, right? So you talk about uh, sort of challenging yourself. I think you have, you have met that mark for sure. Um, tell us a little bit about how you're doing it as a new graduate. Uh, for sure. And I want to agree with a, a lot of what Trevor is saying that, yes, uh, we're in an environment right now where things can be considered more challenging. It's because of the whole pandemic situation. I've been hearing this phrase going around a lot that expectations are low. And, you know, it comes from a lot of young people and it definitely feels that way. Sometimes it's overwhelming and you know that people don't care as much. So you're ready to take advantage of that. But I think that because expectations are low, it's really the best time to do the exact opposite. And you just put in that little extra effort to plan something out that's remote instead of in person. And everyone has just an overwhelmingly positive response to wanting to hear from you because since expectations are low, not many other people are doing this. And if you want to set yourself apart from, in my case, uh, my company is 30,000 people all over the um, the country, mostly in the US, but there are 150 college graduates hired on my hiring date. And if I want to make myself stand out in my company or I want to make myself stand out just among my peers and people that are already established working, you just need to take that one extra step to move forward and plan a discussion. And now that things aren't in person, I think that planning has actually been made easier. If you're working at a company that's using Outlook or Google Calendar or any, any type of calendar software, everyone's meetings are now scheduled. Uh, for 15 minute, 30 minute blocks, because the meetings are happening over WebEx and you have to schedule those meetings, you have to use your company's bandwidth. And because of these circumstances that we're in, I feel like it's actually easier for you to communicate with people and you are more appreciated for it because you are now not one of many people, but you are just the one person that went out of their way to start these conversations. The one that's not just riding out the next year, the next few months, the one that's taking advantage of the time now. So I, I think that's really interesting, the idea of standing out and how you differentiate yourself from others, the sort of positivity that it sounds like you're describing. Alana, I, I'd love you to talk a little bit about that because you, uh, so we've known each other for quite a few years now, right? And I remember distinctly 
one of the first volunteer things you did, you showed up, you helped me at a, a pumpkin, pumpkin picking festival. And I think within a couple months you had been promoted. And then a couple of months after that, you got promoted again. And it struck me that that is pretty much the definition of how you're differentiating yourself from others. So what did you do and what might you tell others uh, to do as well? Well, my uh, initial work situation was kind of a unique setup. So I was a part of a group, like a subgroup within a larger group. So I got the opportunity, um, you know, kind of, I want to say within the first year that I started um, to actually, you know, branch out and kind of grasp a few other concepts that the broader group was doing. And that pretty much led to me not only doing my current position that I was hired for, but also learning, you know, I was, it's the performance group that I was uh, the bigger one. So I was able to not only learn, but also implement a few things in that group. And then, you know, I started taking on more and more stuff from them. And next thing I know, I was pretty much working two jobs. So I guess the, the point that I'm trying to make here is that, you know, definitely leverage the uh, space around you. And even if, you know, there might not technically be a role that you could fill, there's always things that have to be done. There's always opportunities that you have around you. So, you know, as long as you make sure it's okay with your manager or whoever you're reporting up to, then, you know, I don't see why any company would say no to you wanting to help. So I love that, that idea of putting yourself out there. Um, Vatsal, what I was just referring to a couple minutes ago, you were describing how your networking actually started before you graduated, right? It started before you, you got that job. Uh, and you're talking to the CEO of a company and you're talking to all these senior people. First off, how did that happen? Um, and secondly, how did you stand out when you're not even in the job yet? Uh, I had an unusual story, actually. So during my um, during my interview or first day I met that uh, Mott McDonald recruiter, I had all four wisdom teeth removed. So my face was blown up like a chipmunk. I couldn't talk at all. So I had a notepad and I was writing all my answers in a notepad. Um, that helped differentiate me. It won't be the same case for everyone across the board. Um, but I think Elena mentioned earlier that uh, saying yes to a lot of different things also helped differentiate me. I was the first person to volunteer for an event. That yes answer led me to the first person to be there to help out the day of the event, which led me to be the first person to greet people at the table, which allowed me to be the first person to talk to our CEO at the time. So I think saying yes to a lot of different things opens up a lot of doors. There's no task you know, beneath you. And, uh, and that sort of variety and diversity helps to really help you expand who you're going to meet. You know, if you say no all the time and you're home by yourself, you really won't meet anyone. You won't learn anything new. You won't try anything different. Um, just being open to saying yes to a lot of different things. It may not be the most glorious, the most glamorous, but you don't know who it's going to lead to at that point. You also don't know what job's going to lead to. And here I am 13 years later at Mount McDonald. So it was the right, right thing to do to say yes. Can I actually add to that? Um, so in, in my undergrad, um, I not only have my bachelor's in civil engineering, but I have a secondary major in theater arts and technology. And um, what, uh, one of the things I got involved with, I was actually um, involved with the improv group on campus. I don't know if you guys actually know that we have an improv group, um, but that was one of the things I learned a lot about. Um, one of the rules of improv is to say yes and. So it's not only saying yes, but adding to that. And it's helped me so many times in my career. Um, 
just by saying yes and having a new opportunity that I never thought was possible. Um, like, uh, I'll give an example. I, I started out, I always wanted to go into structures, um, but I started out in my company um, just doing um, geotech type stuff. And then I had an opportunity to do field inspection. So I said, okay, I might as well. And I ended up thriving on that project. I was there until the end. Um, and then I finally was able to move into the structures group, which is where I currently work now. So it's just like when you say yes to different things and keep adding on to it, it really does help you in your networking and, and in continuing to move up the ladder. So. So can I make a, so make a point there? I just noticed. I noticed that we just went full circle on this thing. We we said saying yes to a lot of different things help open doors. It goes back to what Andrea said about 15 minutes ago. You know, having to be uncomfortable. Saying yes is being uncomfortable. It's learning new experiences. So we just went full circle on that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that's an excellent point because, again, talking about full circle, and Jacob, maybe this is something you can uh, elaborate on too. So so much of this is stuff that you sort of learn, right, in that first year. But class of 2020 particularly has this challenge where you had internships, you had co-ops that kind of got blown out of the water. Um, you're graduating into a situation, having graduated already, that is unlike anything I think any of us have experienced, certainly in recent memory or maybe at all. Um, so that sense of not just keeping yourself uncomfortable, but then how do you like find these opportunities and what sets you apart all sort of balls together into something that I think is really valuable for this class to know. Um, and even for us here, right? So you've moved up in your careers, you've done a lot of things, you've challenged yourselves, put yourself in the class of 2020 shoes and, and tell me if you were there right now, and let's say you lost an internship, right? Or, or you lost that co-op and, and you had something pull back from you. What's the first thing you do? And um, Andrea, I'm going to start with you and then we'll come back and we're going to open it up to uh, the general group here. Right. So I think uh, a lot of times it's just like things of opportunities. So, okay, you might have lost one opportunity, but you might gain some something else somewhere else. So I think the first thing is like, uh, Try to don't give up and keep trying and um, maybe try to look for, it, it might be you might be doing something that you can change or maybe you can tackle it like a different way. And because that, I think we all went through that, like just looking for jobs, even though it wasn't the current situation it is right now, but we all had to like apply for jobs, prepare resumes, do this, do that. And I think also, a thing that I relied a lot was the people that I knew that were like a little bit farther in their career. I would tell them like, oh, can you check my resume? Can we? Can you practice like a little interview session with me? And those things are like uh, what set us apart and like what at the end got you that job or that dream step you were, what you were planning on taking. So I have to imagine that at your companies, uh, at least some of you may have seen this yourselves, right? Where either the company is starting to downsize or maybe they're they're taking a look at positions that they would have offered and those aren't taking place anymore. Uh, again, if you were the class of 2020 and, and Jacob, you are, what are you doing uh, yourselves that that you think would get your notice? 
right? So you are the network for somebody who just graduated. What are you going to tell them if they've just lost or they don't have that opportunity that's going to help them get ahead? And this is a general question for everybody. On top of um, Andrea's point of, you know, keep putting your name out there, like I'm sure all of us, like she was saying, you know, we've gotten so many more rejection letters as we, you know, than we have exceptions. Um, but on top of that, especially like if you just lost something, in addition to, you know, putting your name out there and keep trying to, you know, make the best of the situation, I always encourage people to continue learning. You know, the, when you're, we're sitting here at home, you know, you can sit here, you can work, you know, if you do have a job, if you not, you could, you know, send your resume out. But in the downtime, you're waiting for your application to be processed by those companies. So you have an ample opportunity to expand your knowledge, whether it be, and, you know, preferably something that's going to be related to the field that you're going into. Yeah. I love what Jake said before, actually, about, um, you know, when others are being complacent, now is the time to pick it up and actually put more effort in than you usually do. I have some things to share in common. I came out of school in 2008, which everyone remembers was right before the economic downturn. A lot of us actually had the same issues. There were a lot of people coming out and not a lot of jobs to go through. I was lucky enough to get a job, but uh, a lot of my classmates weren't lucky enough at that point. And I told them the same thing. I tell a lot of the students now, you know, when you meet someone new, don't expect to get a job on the first time you meet them. They're still a stranger to you. But the second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth time you reach out to them, you've talked to them, and you've developed a relationship that really does help you to land that position much easier. It helps you understand that position much better. And they may actually put you in touch with their network. I don't have anything right now, but this person here from NGIT, he's really a go-getter. He's reached out to me several times. You know, he's plucky. He's got grit. He really wants to put in his efforts. That person will vouch for you because you no longer have a network. You have a friend after meeting them for so many times. So I'd love what Jake said before for all the people who are in class 2020. I mean, now is the time to really step it up, meet new people, try to make new connections, leverage your network at that point, because it will play di pay dividends later on down the line. Okay, so I, I'm gonna lead in a little bit myself here. Uh, one of the things that I see most of our alums using, certainly LinkedIn, uh, we have just a little number out there for everybody. So we have more than 70,000 living graduates. Actually, at this point, it's above 75,000 living graduates of NJIT. About 40,000, between 40 and 45,000 are within that greater New York, New Jersey area. Um, so I like to say you could throw a rock, you're going to hit an alum somewhere, right? <laughs> and certainly at some company. Um, but some of the tools that you can use. So I know LinkedIn is a big tool. What are some of the other tools that any of you have used uh, to to seek people out and make some new connections? Or is it really LinkedIn? I have a feeling it might be. I'm, I'm going to use the oldest tool that everyone here is going to be coming for. I use my my phone, actually. In, in, in a day and age where most people are using LinkedIn, like you're saying, and using Zoom and, and uh, video chat, you really forget how important it is to make a person-to-person -person connection. So, I mean, picking up the phone and calling someone, to me, it's worked wonders. It's worked wonders with developing new clients. It's worked wonders with closing new relationships at that point too. So I use my trusty old phone versus just LinkedIn all the time. I, I think that's also important right now because I mean, um, for for me, especially with my involvement with, with ASE and everything, um, a lot of what we try to do our network, we set up like network events um, for our younger member group. But the problem is, is that right now we're in such a world we can't really do in-person networking events. 
Um, so you have to try to find other means to have that connection because you really don't want to lose that connection. Um, cause I feel like right now that that's kind of easy to do when you can't meet someone in person. So phone is actually, Oh yeah. Go ahead, please. Uh, I, I have a little tip for, it doesn't really work if you, you're not currently working for a position, but I did this for my last internship, which is local in Newark. It was PSEG. There are a lot of NJIT alums there. And for right now at Texas Instruments, and it's just to see what your company is offering in terms of like clubs and like extracurricular groups for employees. And they have them divided by all sorts of things. Yes, there is your NGIT alumni network, but there's also clubs for people that were raised in a different country or people with a certain type of heritage or religion. And there's a way to interact with the people that you work with at work that's not about work. And that's the easiest way to like, as I mentioned earlier, to become someone's friend instead of just someone that wants something from them. And by going that route, uh, you might find more success. And that's definitely how I leveraged some networks uh, when I worked at PSEG. To I brought a, a guest speaker to NJIT for an event. And the only reason I even knew that they were an NJIT alum was because I was one of the, I was the only new employee that showed up to the little NGIT group. And I don't, I don't know how many interns there were from NGIT, but it's a local company. So I'd assume there were quite a few. And by coming out to those kinds of events, when they're offered, you're really just taking advantage of everything out there. Let me do another quick show of hands here. Uh, how many of you, if you were meeting an NGIT intern, would be willing to help them out uh, and make some connections for them at your company? Oh, both hands. That's overachieving. I mean, really, that is, that is great. And that's something I really want to convey to all the folks who are going to watch this. Class of 2020, these people are your network. They are here. They're going to help you out um, one way or the other. So not only can you take advantage of it, but we're trying to be proactive here. And I think everybody here has demonstrated that already. So... Speaking of demonstrating it, all of you are not just alumni who kind of happened on to a webinar, right? You're part of the Young Alumni Association, or in Vatsal's case, you've been a past chair. You're currently first vice president of the Alumni Association. Um, what, has, what has inspired you to serve as leaders and also to stay connected with the school? Uh, because quite frankly, in your first year after you graduate, for the most part, and I'm not going to speak for everybody, but by the numbers, most of our new graduates are really focused on career. They're focused on personal stuff. They're not thinking of the school. And it's so easy for that to go out of your mind. Um, you have stayed in touch. So what made you do that? What inspired you to do that? And um, I'm going to come back to you, Trevor, and, uh, and see what got you interested first. Yeah, thanks. Um, I think for me, I, I realized sort of late in my time at NJIT, just how, um, and, and this term has a variety of connotations and I mean it in all of the connotations that you can think of, just how sort of diverse my the, the, the population of the school is in terms of the student body, the faculty body, um, the opportunities that it provides, the clubs, et cetera. And I think that particular confluence of people and interests from all over the country, all over the world, regionally, uh, people of different skills, backgrounds, that is something that is really hard to come by basically ever again. Um, there's not going to be a situation where I, you know, 
am <laughs> so familiar with people who are of a completely different career path than me, um, for example, or who have totally different interests than me. And so I think I, especially in, in my industry where people uh, tend to be a little bit um, of, of the same kind of background or of, of the same interests, I think the, the, the diversity of people that I am in contact with by staying involved with NJIT is, is really refreshing. And I think gives me an interesting perspective that I benefit from a lot. Actually, I'm going to mute myself. Alana, what about you? Um, you know, I know that you've, you were connected as a senior, right? You were on the women's basketball team, right? I, I believe you were the captain, right? At one point. So you, you have a variety of different networks and a lot of different connections. What made you stay in touch in this way? Well, it's kind of funny um, because in my, towards the end of my senior year of college, um, well, during my undergrad, I was involved also with a few of the boards um, on campus, specifically the CSLA and the School of Management Board. Um, and actually, before I even got the chance to graduate, uh, to graduate, excuse me, um, I was offered a position as a board member for the uh, School of Management. So I, you know, I kid till this day that, you know, they didn't even let me leave even when I had the chance to. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really the reason I, you know, stay in contact, you know, till this day with NJIT and I try to help, you know, undergraduates and, you know, recent graduates as much as possible is because of those people that have had, you know, such an impact on, you know, my time both at NJIT and till this day. You know, I have mentors that I met during college that I still communicate with, that I still look up to, that I still, you know, recently frequent their inboxes, whether it be email or uh, texting. Um, but, you know, those those people have really helped me grow into the, you know, professional that I am at my company and to really the person that I am today. So I, I really try to pay it forward and, you know, help anyone else that I can the same way that they did for me. Well, I know NJIT really values that, and certainly we value it from from all of you here. Um, so I, I'd love to hear some of the the other stories about how the rest of you have come and become involved or stayed involved. Uh, Vassal, I know, for instance, you know, you had that meeting, that chance meeting uh, with Nick, and it sort of grew out from there. Uh, but what was your first real touch point as a new graduate yourself? Uh, first touch point from the alumni association was actually just when I graduated. Um, having to see an event, figured I'd join and see what it was all about. So it was nice to actually go back there and see that. But I think networking and, and also being involved with the Alumni Association, it's you got to give them as much as you put in. I really love being a prolific volunteer with NGIT because it's done so much for me, uh, not just from my success in my career, but meeting new people. That's nice to give back um, to the same people who also are, are following our footsteps and you never really know who's going to be uh, someone that you look up to later on, who you're going to work with later on in your life. So it's it's giving back to them. So at some point, if and when you need that connection, they will connect you as well. And, you know, Jacob, uh, we've spent a lot of time, I think the Young Alumni Association particularly has spent a lot of time over the last few years building on not just a connection when you graduate, but also as students. Uh, trying to give some opportunities to get you to engage with alumni. Um, what are some examples from when you were a student where you saw alumni plugging back into campus or where you may have reached out and connected with them yourself? 
Right. So I, I got started getting involved with the Alumni Association, possibly my sophomore year. And I'm an honor student, so I was required to fulfill a certain amount of volunteering hours. And I, I was told that the alumni events were fun to volunteer at. So that's really just how I got into it at first. And I stuck with it well, far more hours than I was required to because I realized how much I enjoyed working with the alumni and then how much the alumni enjoyed being like just interacted with. I've been to alumni weekends, uh, basketball game, uh, alumni events, uh, all sorts of uh, public speaking when speakers come to campus. And the one thing that I know is that all alumni love to talk about themselves. They love to talk to you. They love to feel engaged and they love to feel welcome back at their alma mater. And by participating in that system, whether as a student or as an alumni, everyone is benefiting. Everyone's getting to just interact and have a good time. Even if you're not necessarily looking for work, you're getting a job from this, you're having an interaction with someone that has a, like a shared experience with you of going to NJIT. And if you go into it searching for a benefit, you might not find it. But if you're just there to have a conversation, have a genuine meetup with another person, then you'll, you might find that they have advice that you didn't even consider that you wanted until you received it. And I now I'm in this position where I'm an alumni, but I'm still so young that when I attend something, let's say like alumni weekend, there's alumni 50, 60, 70 years old, and they love talking to me as like a fresh face, a fresh experience, the, this whole new world of engineering that's so different from when they graduated. And sharing that perspective as an alumni to alumni works as an alumni to student. All of the interactions have a benefit to them. Thank you very much for that, Jacob. I really appreciate that. All right, folks, so we are coming up on uh, about 40 minutes uh, into our webinar. So we've got another five minutes or so. Uh, I am going to pause. If anyone in the audience who's watching right now would like to submit a question, just leave it in our comments and we'll go ahead and address it. Um, as you're typing that, though, what I want to do is put out to the group, um, what is your message right now to the class of 2020 uh, for the next year's worth? What is something you just want to convey to them uh, in, a, in a short, simple way? And this is open to anybody. Um, I, I think uh, right now the biggest thing, especially since what they're going through uh, is kind of different. I mean, we're all kind of working from home and everything, but they're going straight into working from home. Um, so I think they just need to be open and just kind of run with it and whatever comes along um just be open to new opportunities and everything and do the best that you can okay uh like, if i can add a couple of things sure go ahead Jake. Right, sure i'd like to share some advice that i've taken myself you know going, coming to 2020 it's just such a crazy plane i never really expected anything to come out the way that it did and I feel like the reason that I'm so unaffected by it is because of how early I started looking for a job and how early I started building my network. And I might really only have two, three years experience of you know, talking to professionals in this whole professional world, getting a job, applying, creating a resume, but I've seen so far no downside and only upsides to starting early. And that's definitely, even now, just because we're in a pandemic doesn't mean it's vacation. It's just more time to start early and to take advantage of that. So the second you graduate, start building that network. You haven't graduated yet, 
start building that network. And Vatsal, I know you were going to say something there as well. Sure, yeah. I was going to say um, actually three different things, if I can kind of summarize it. The first is obviously keep a routine. Um, it's hard when you're losing track of days, losing track of time, uh, what's going to happen. You also lose faith sometimes. Having a routine helps you keep moving things forward. You might spend some time and allocate it towards looking at uh, job postings, reaching out to your network, volunteering, but keep some sort of routine. That'll help you move things forward and be productive versus just losing days along the way. Um, I'd say keep improving, keep working, working forward. And also just remember, this is just a small blip in the, in the radar of the time of things. We will get past this at some point. We got past the 2008 financial crisis. It was difficult for us during our class year when we got at that time. We made it past there through 10 great years, and we'll get past through this, this as well. Yeah, I would, I would echo what, what Vatsal said. I think it's important to remember that this, this is not permanent. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to say that things will go back to normal, um, because, you know, I don't expect the world will ever exactly be the same the way it was, just like after 2008, some things changed permanently. Um, but I think this, you know, a lot of the, the hardships we are under right now will, will subside. Um, and I would also say kind of to complement um, what Jake was saying is that it's, it's never too early. It's also never too late um, to, to start networking, to start uh, you know, professionalizing yourself, building, building out those connections, uh, building skills, investing in yourself, um, make, you know, trying to seek out those opportunities, finding volunteer opportunities, if employment's being tough, et cetera. Um, you know, it's, it's never too late to get started and that will only bring good things and benefit. Okay. Well, I can tell you, we got two questions, uh, that actually were sent to me. Uh, the first question is, have any of you used career services, uh, in your first year after graduation? Um, and if so, is that available to the class of 2020? I'm going to answer that last part just because I know uh, career services are available to the class of 2020. And there's actually a career services staff member devoted to helping the new graduating class with uh, placement and with networking. Uh, for the first question, um, I don't know how any of you used uh, career development services or CDS as we call it um, in your first year or, or afterwards, or is that something that you've helped recommend other people to engage with as well? Well, I did use it. No, exactly after I graduated, but that's how I actually got my first internship. So I got my first internship my senior year and I was working like part-time and going to school like full-time. And that's how I got it. They had like, um, like in-house internship. So the person from the company met with me at NGIT campus and they conducted a first round of interviews. Then I passed that round and then there was a second round of interviews, which was in the company's headquarters. And, but I also seen like, just because I think CDS is such a good resource, I also think they uh, constantly also send emails informing you like any positions that are available or any in-campus interviews. And I feel I seen recently that they said they were going to be having like online interviews or like web interviews, which is really good as well. That's great. All right. So uh, the second question uh, was whether or not there is a directory of alumni. Uh, there is a directory of alumni. You can actually go to highlandernation.org. 
Uh, if you sign up there, you're going to see a directory of about 1,200 alumni right now, and we're growing that every day. Um, alternatively, you can contact the alumni office at alumni at njit.edu if you'd like to see if you can run a particular list. Um, the best method, as I always like to say, is connect with the Young Alumni Association. Uh, this is your one-stop shopping for networking, for meeting the right people who you're looking to connect with and who might be looking to connect with you. Um, okay, so before we conclude, uh, we've been going for almost 50 minutes now. Um, are there any last comments that anybody would like to make for the class of 2020 or for any other young alumni uh, who may be watching this now or in the future? Uh, I'd like to say definitely, yes, reach out to CDS, but there the resources there for Handshake. Uh, it's like LinkedIn, but it's uh, like designed by CDS. It's catered by them. So all the jobs are real. They've been authenticated, you know, and they're looking to hire NJIT students. And I actually got a full-time job offer through Handshake that I was this close to accepting. So I would very much recommend that everyone check it out. Um, and I still get emails to this day uh, because I have a filled out profile. What it's doing is it will search its job list, find the jobs that are currently hiring and I'm qualified for it. It still recommends me jobs every week or so. So I definitely recommend that you fill out your profile and log in and use Handshake. All right. That's great. Okay, everybody, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Your time is incredibly valuable. Uh, and also thank you for being the sort of leaders that you are. Uh, you are an inspiration, I think, to the class of 2020, certainly to me in the position, and I think to all of our other alumni out there as well. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thanks, yeah. Mike. Welcome. Thanks, everyone. All right, everybody, so this is a quick reminder to you. This is only the first of several webinars that are going to take place. Next week, there's a webinar. Next Thursday, it is about nailing your first uh, digital interview. There will be following webinars after that as well about living uh, around the country where alumni will come back somewhere today and they're going to share their experience with you and ask uh, and answer your questions. Finally, as a reminder to everybody, please do sign up at highlandernation.org. This is your alumni network. You will be able to participate there, to interact with other alumni there, to search by company, sort by major and by class. Uh, and this is not the last time you will see this video. This is posted up on our YouTube channel. It will be posted up on our Alumni Association Facebook page and also as a podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Search for Highlander Chats, and this will appear for you. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Good luck. Be well. And I look forward to welcoming you to your next Young Alumni Association event.